Hi guys, welcome back to Mummy Jojo Uncut Mojo Injection, episode 20. And last night I was on the panel at the Podcasting 101 event with the Bra Blogger events in Whitespace, 17th of October 2018. And it's an after hour podcast, so there will be some swear words, um, but you'll also get to hear from some legends. Um, so we have Marcus Helbig from, he's a cultural coordinator from Mac Backpacker. We also have some awesome podcasters, Ant McKinley from um, the podcast guy, who's an absolute legend and so knowledgeable. Um, I also had some chat from the Trampled Bats. So we've got Scottish comedians Gary Black, Chris Conroy and John Walker. That's Charlie just calling me wanting me to help him put his jeans on at the moment as I record this intro so I'm gonna have to rush but I'll leave you with all of the chat from last night if you want to set up your own podcast it's very very useful Um, I kick off the panel discussions but please tune into what everyone else has to say because it's very very good Final furlong of our evening, so to speak. So yes, yeah, so just get settle yourselves down, sit comfortably, and we'll begin. So and we'll start off with uh, uh, Jojo Fraser. Hello. Here, like Parkinson, and put my knee, you know, foot so across the knee, you know, and stuff, and we'll do this whole shtick, you know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yes. Now. Hi guys. How's your mojo? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. It's better now you're here. Oh. <laughs> you old dog, Colin. <laughs> so now, Jojo, uh, you have come out with uh, a book recently, right? Yeah. I have indeed. Uh, yeah. We've had quite an active year. Yeah, I should really have a copy up here to promote it, shouldn't I? I've got one in my bag. Yeah, we could have done this whole kind of, you know, the whole like, you know, razzle-dazzle, you know. It's like, you know, know, here's like one you prepared earlier kind of thing, you know. which Probably probably a bit longer than just earlier, you know. know. Took a bit of time. Uh uh time. Blood, sweat and tears, eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, but, yeah, how did you come across this, Pat? I mean, I know you did, once upon a time, have anxiety issues. Is this Mm -hmm, right? Yeah. mm -hmm. So, and I think that's kind of where it's... The mojo, that aspect from Jojo kind of emerged. Yeah, it's a, it's a very long story. We all have anxiety, so if you're sitting here thinking, you know, we all have, we're born with it, it keeps us alive. But I had what I would like to call um, a slightly higher level, and it tends to go for the really creative types. So a lot of people I meet that are freaking awesome have really bad anxiety. And people that are rocking the mic in front of hundreds, thousands of people, and they're being trolled for having anxiety. So why are you doing that then? Are you just actually anxiety can be a superpower when you superpower when you manage it, but it can be really, really shit when you are not um, looking after your mojo. So I had my first anxiety attack, ironically, in the most beautiful place you can imagine in New Zealand, on this pier. And it was picture perfect. It's not a place you would think you would have an anxiety attack. And it hit me like that because I'd been taking my mental health for granted. Um, I was partying, I was raving, I was drinking amazing wine in New Zealand. Um, I wasn't sleeping a lot. So all these triggers I didn't know about because I wasn't a wellness geek then, I was just 
living my life and having fun. I thought I was invincible, as Gary Barlow would say. And um, you're not invincible, yeah. We're all like people. Um, I, I was cocky, I was just young, and I was like, I'm fine. And friends were saying to me, oh, calm down, like, you've, you've been drinking, like, most nights this week. I was like, I'm in New Zealand, I'm in Queenstown, there's all these cool DJs, I'm not going to miss that, I'm fine. I was 24, 25, um, and then it just hit me, actually, I need to make changes. But that was, I started writing the book 11 years ago, but I hadn't made enough mistakes. So I needed to make more mistakes. You needed to, you needed to kind of... <laughs> yeah, I needed to make more mistakes. But Push it forward. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and... Um, well, now, like I said, you have your, you have your, you're doing your blogging. You're doing your blogging, but now you're going to more. You said the more. What you mentioned earlier on, more podcasts, and you're talking about vlogging as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so how's, how's that going for you? How are you, how are you feeling? How's that, you it's know? going really well. I started kind of. I've written all my life since I was a little girl. I was. Mum's got notepads of books I've written, and my little girls the same now, which is quite cute. Um, I, I've got background in drama, so being on the stage actually helped with my anxiety because I could go into a different character and a different role. Um, and then, yeah, I've always written, and I worked in marketing. I launched Blythe with Square Hotel and the marketing team, um, did a lot of PR and stuff, so it was a natural progression because people were saying to me, we like your writing, when are you going to set up a blog? And I said, I'll do one, yeah. Um, and then when I had Bonnie and I was on mat leave, I thought, actually, I'm going to write about the tough times of being a mum, because you get all these mums that are like, it's perfect, and I love my babies, and I'm so blessed, and I'm like, this is shit, like, I love my little girl, but I'm sorry, this is really hard, and why are not, why are more parents not talking about this? So I started talking about, like, going for a wee in a supermarket, and my little girl's, like, running and unlocking the door, and everyone's seeing me like that, and I'm like, this is awful, surely I'm not the only one and then all these mums started writing I'm so glad you were honest so it started to be a parenting blog Um, and then it turned to mental health and my dad my best friend got um, diagnosed with severe depression and we were that close to losing him so he went from 12 stone to 6 stone and he just wasted away in front of us Thankfully, 70% of people get over mental health conditions, and my dad's rocking it just now. He's my PS, he's emailing all the bookshops and saying, if my book's not there, he wants it in, because um, he's just so for like breaking the stigma and being real, because a lot of people walk around with a mask on. I understand why, but um, I think with that passion, it made me think I'm going to do the podcast. It was actually a guy that said to me, a bodybuilder, he said, why don't you launch a podcast? And this was about um, December last year, right? We're sitting around his table, and he said, why don't you launch a podcast? And I said to him, I can't, like, no one's gonna listen, and like, I'm really, and he was like, I am, I'm so shocked watching your vlogs on Instagram that you're sitting here right now saying, you don't have the guts to do this. He's like, this is a shock. And I said, but I'm scared. Um, and I just, I thought, screw it, because if you're passionate, like, I didn't have the time. I was writing a book, I had two young kids, I had, work commitments, I was working with brands for the blog and doing vlogs and I had speaking gigs. I didn't have time to launch a podcast, but I had the passion um, and I knew that that was unstoppable because if you are really passionate about something like my thing is mojo and mental health and how our lifestyle goes together, everyone in this room tonight is one about mental because you've all got a mind and two, you're all about creative and something. You can all think right now that thing that you are moved enough to talk about, whether it be sustainable fashion, whether it be food that gets you really going, you know, 
sex, like getting the mojo and marriages. You've all got something that you're really passionate about. And my thing was helping people get their mojo back. So I just teamed up the podcast name with my book and really just went all out with the brand. Okay, okay. Oh, right. So, uh, oh, and so where, where do you, where's, where's next? Where's next for Mummy, Mummy Jojo? Mummy Jojo. I, I've started writing my second book, which is a fiction this time. Um, so I had an award-winning author on the podcast last week. I've not put it live yet, but storyboards for the next book, and I'm doing a lot of research. It's going to be good. Um, going to be controversial, but that's what we like. Um, I'm in chats with the BBC at the moment about a mojo slot. Um, okay, good, good. I was on Kay Adams' show last week, uh, or the week before, and caused a bit of controversy. And what did you do, Mummy? I do you want to tell us, tell just, us, reveal all. I was just honest. <laughs> I was just very honest and, and said things that a lot of people are scared to say. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And got the attention of the team. So I'm chatting to them. I mean, I know it's very competitive, but my vision is to have the Mojo injection onto radio, onto TV, um, mm-hmm. okay. and one day to be selling film rights for my next book. Oh, really? Wow. Dream big. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to add though, limiting beliefs are absolute bullshit. Everyone in this room can do amazing things, like everyone. I heard all like that podcast today, I was like, I can't do it. We can do whatever the hell we like. The chances of us being here are like one in 800 trillion or something crazy like that. It's in the book. Honestly, (laughs) everyone everyone in this room, I don't care what the hell you say, you can do whatever you want with passion, a bit of hard work, if you're willing to give up your time. I have missed time on my family to launch the podcast. I have missed time to write the book, right? But my family still love me. My house has been a hole. The housework has been an absolute shambles. But you know what? The kitchen always gets messy again, but I have a book and a podcast with just a little bit of hard work, right? So if there's something you really want to do, ignore the fucking dishes, right? They are going to be there, right? Ignore the dishes, right? I know control issues. I research this. We all, Half of us, put your hand up if you're in the camp, that will not sit and study and work until all the dishes are done, right? Okay, so I know that's a thing, right? I know it's a thing. It's a fifth, there's a percent... But just sometimes cut yourself some fucking slack, right? And I'm swearing to add to the point because I feel quite passionately about it. Cut yourself some slack. You don't to get an A, you don't need 70%. I mean you don't need 100 percent you need 70. Maybe it's a bit higher now, I don't know. But all I'm saying is if you have an idea, you're passionate about it, is my podcast perfect? No. It's there's so much I would change. Is my book perfect? No. But the reviews show me that it's resonating with people because I'm passionate as hell. So if you're passionate about something, I don't care what it is, just do it, do it, do it. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Any questions from the audience before uh, we move on to these rogues down here? <laughs> so, all right, yes, I've only got one copy tonight. You can get it on Amazon, Waterstones. I'm doing an event at Waterstones on the 27th of November with Jill Sims, who's a Sunday Times bestseller. So she's an inspiration for me. Um, it's only from Blackwell's Blackwell's Books. Yes, at the moment, I'm. Um, it's Amazon. You can hit up Amazon and, and get it right now if you want. Um, yeah, Mojo Injection. Suitably <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Rachel, yeah? Um, let me preface this by 
experience so much talking about mental health issues and whatnot, but have you ever faced any, like, had any regrets or faced any criticism for using your own mental health journey and struggles as content? I think anyone that calls you self-indulgent for talking about your mental health is an absolute wanker. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, anyone that would discourage a conversation about mental health, I feel sorry for them because they're obviously in a really bad place. Come and talk to me and I will show you love. I do not hate on trolls. I get trolled not that often because they hate positivity. But listen, if someone trolls me, I'm like, babe, are you okay? Like, seriously, come and have a chat with me because they are crying out for love. So if someone trolls you, please don't give them a hard time. They need love. Like, women, you know, Paddington Bear, I'm going to spread love. Like, spread it. The world needs it. I will talk, I will be real, that's why my brand's doing well, because I'm so unfiltered. That's why it's doing well, because it's opening up the conversation. I get people in taxis, or just coming up and telling me, I was on a photo shoot the other night, and the guy said, can I just talk to you about something that happened with my dad? I'd been speaking to him for 30 seconds, and he felt he could say that to me because of my podcast. We need to encourage people talking openly about mental health. It's nothing to be ashamed of. We're all mental, we all have a mind, we all have issues. So bring it on. I will always encourage real, honest conversation around mental health. But really good question. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Rosh. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, okay, I think uh, you're gonna have to swap over there now with Mr. Black. So, well, thank you very much, Jojo. Thank you. Oh, yes. you're welcome. <laughs> now, uh, all right. So, yes, this is Mr. Black and his cronies. Uh, yes, uh, Gary and uh, John. John and Chris. Chris, yes. And uh, you have been um, doing a rather, um, I suppose. Um, well, sort of mischievous blog uh, for a while, podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, we started in 2010. Uh, Chris and I were at the time aspiring stand up comics. Uh, Chris was much more aspiring than me. Uh, yeah. Um, and really, the idea of. I was, I was a super, and still am a super podcast nerd. Like, I love podcasting. Um, and I basically wanted to do a podcast with Chris to hang on to his coattails because uh, he was the <laughs> obvious talented one. I've never told him that before so that shock is real. Um, and it just seemed like a really good way to, to meet up every week you know, and, and speak to each other about anything. Um, that has evolved and really taken off in the last couple of years when we added John. Um, and I think... We really only became properly serious about it in the last 18 months. Um, we've got a little studio space in Finiston in Glasgow now, uh, so we don't have to podcast in Chris's kid's room or my spare room where my cat is jumping about. Uh, I, I, and, but, you know, a kid's bedroom, weirdly, is a really good place to record a podcast, as long as you know them. Uh, it's, it's full of all the soft furnishings that you, that you need. Um, 
This is went down a really weird avenue already. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, like, this is like no different to your to your show. No, it's not. Like, and, uh, so. I think it's, uh, you do like kind of a, a weekly or a regular kind of who's, yes. who's died. It's, a, it's a weekly hour, like. yeah. and, and it is hard, I think, for, for us to, to talk about it because we are three straight white white guys agreeing with each other, which. <laughs> <laughs> I know, not, not all the time. I've I know how that time. sounds, but I think we come at we all come at every topic from a good place. And how do I make that sound like we're not arseholes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not finished yet. One in sections we do is like it sounds strange. Like I've I've said to friends, um, guys I went to school with, can't get them to listen to the podcast. They couldn't care less. Um, been doing it for eight years. Initially, the question that Anne asked earlier, who's made a podcast? And everybody put their hand up and said, oh, I've never made a podcast. You put your hand up if you, if you listen to podcasts. So, you use people, that, this is a strange demographic in society. It like, see, see, like, to have so many people with a high percentage in the room that actually listen to podcasts. Like, if, I'm sure you have it with workmates and you say, oh, listen, that's a really good podcast, and what like, I don't like Star Trek, I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like some kind of niche thing that strange people do, and it's not. The, the reason that me, Gary, and John kind of embraced it was kind of the, the way we watched television 10 years ago uh, compared to now has changed so much. Uh, the amount of channels and the way we consume it, uh, the way things are streamed now, and you sit and you watch, you watch a whole season in, in one weekend. And you've just sat there with a bag of snacks and you will munch those snacks until you <laughs> have watched those 23, 45 minute episodes and streamed the absolute life out of Netflix. <laughs> but you couldn't have done that 10 years ago. And people do that with podcasts. And podcasting is, I, 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 just now I see it as one facet of what's going to be new media. People are going to make stuff and they are going to put it out and people are going to consume it. Now, it's maybe not, the, there's podcasts out there in a variety of uh, subjects, but there's podcasts out there that are getting more listeners and making more money and doing, doing better things than a lot of the mainstream media are putting out there. The, the sort of figures about sort of the people who own the newspapers in this country, it's the same sex people, they've all got the same agenda. If you go to a podcast library and say, right, I want to listen to this, you can get 12 different opinions on it, the way we can off our, off our mainstream media. Um, that whole table there, you could all tell us your favourite three podcasts and you wouldn't have the same one twice. They'd be so white. Like, ten years ago, you would have said to somebody, what's your favourite TV programme? It'd be Emmerdale, EastEnders, Question <laughs> Time. Do, do, do you know what I mean? It would be whatever was, was coming through your teletube at the time, and that's what you take on, and that's why we embrace the podcasting as much. But I'd put stuff in for the radio, and then I realised that people who read it, my jokes in the radio, before they got that job, essentially, they worked in the garden centre. So the people that are controlling the stuff and the output that's getting put out there, maybe didn't have, they, they didn't have the background of half the comics that were working in the circuit, but yet they were the gatekeepers to whether my stuff get put out or not. If you're podcasting about collecting stamps, if you... Some legitimate hang. People collect stamps. If you're... Like, uh, Podcasting about mental health. Mental health seems to have exploded on uh, podcasting just because it is treated the same in the mainstream media. It's, if you're talking about mental health on mainstream media, it's Philip Schofield sat on the couch going, tell us about your disaster. It's not, a, it's not an honest 
appraisal of people's situations or that we talk about stuff. Yeah. And that's the way, the, the way podcasts let people talk. Um, so we only, as Gary said, we only really sort of said, see if we're going to do it seriously. We've got a bit of studio space and next year. What we'll do is we'll try and curate. We'll try and say to somebody, you know, maybe, maybe a photographer, maybe a painter, going really like what you do. Will you come and do six episodes on six photos that's changed your life? It doesn't need to get a thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, a hundred thousand, or make a fortune. But the very idea that you can create something and put it out there for somebody that's interested is is something that was not there 10, 15 years ago, and it is there. And if any of you guys are thinking of starting a podcast, don't get caught up in the numbers, the equipment, and showed you how to do it. It is that easy, don't worry about the sound quality, but it is a great creative, creative outlet. And do you want to see if you make an episode, if you make six episodes, if you make 20? It'd be pretty fucking chuffed with what you do, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> do you know, you're the only one that's going to hear the sound all going, oh, that was when I dropped the, that was when I dropped the, the cup, that was when I did this, this is when that happened. It, it, the fact that you've came to this, this workshop to me, um, take the next step, make something, make something. Um, if you're doing it from a business point of view, um, what we've done really well and we're really chuffed with is the level of engagement that we get. Uh, see people that listen, that will actually message in. We, we, we made a mistake in starting a WhatsApp group <laughs> maybe about six months ago. <laughs> and we made a WhatsApp group and we put the number out and said, listen, if you want to join the WhatsApp group, we will be on there every day. We spent, we spent about four years asking people to engage. And then the minute they engaged, they realised that we were better off. I we wanted to But um, you should probably realise this is this is why we needed three mics to do our podcast. This is Chris just doesn't stop talking <laughs> when he gets going. Well, if you go and listen to the podcast, you realise that that is how it is. Chris has lived like must be a thousand years. On this earth. I've had a couple of jobs. Aye, I don't know. <laughs> every, every, every episode there's a new job that you had somewhere in a different location in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I wouldn't, the numbers thing's a good thing. Um, so we do the Trample Bat podcast, and I, when we got our own space, we decided we might as well make use of it. So I'm doing, I do a betting podcast just because I love talking about football. And I think me and my pals the same kind of Facebook group. Because every Saturday morning it'd be like, right, what we're putting on our coupon. And I was like, there must be a better way to do this. And it was just getting another pan going, right, let's just do a 20 minute podcast, something short, sharp. We'll pick three teams each in a charity bet that we'll do ourselves and just get it out there. And then our pals can kind of come in and communicate. We're only getting like maybe 80 to 120 downloads because it expires. We get it on a Friday morning and it's basically expired by Saturday afternoon. So it is a short window to get anyone to listen to it. But see the feedback we've had just on people that have been following the bets. And tweeting is going, I made 150 quid following you, three picks. Oh. And you're like, oh, well, there you go. There's one, one, <laughs> one, one guy. I mean, it doesn't help me any. Like, that. It's not going to my pocket, but no, it's, it's really enjoyable. That's what you find. Um, I was terrible about, what, three, four years ago when we took a break. I was terrible for every Tuesday just going, Gary, I can't be fucked. Yeah, I'm not, I'm you were. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not consistency. There's no that somebody um, asked earlier on about consistency. If you're going to do a topical podcast, you need to set aside time every week and say, right, this is why we took the premises because I said if we put money down, I'd, I'd, need, I'd need to be there. I need to be there for paying whatever we're paying for the rent. Uh, we need to be there. And we need to start doing something. We need to start doing other podcasts to try and pay for it. Opening up Patreon stuff like that. Um, but 
I think what I noticed was see if you're going to do could it. Do it people you like. John, could you explain Patreon if people don't are not familiar with it? Patreon's about steal people's money if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. Do you want me? No, no, it's fine, guy. Guy, you. Well, I'm trying to get back in. I know you. Can, me you explain this. You can. You can hold them with the details and okay. it later on. Cool. Um, Patreon's just a wait. Podcasts are free, that's the way I want them. I, every podcast I listen to I wouldn't pay for. Um, I enjoy the fact that it's free content. Um, but a couple of the ones that um, but there is a lot of cost. And um, get, uh, doesn't seem to be advertised as queuing up for us yet, Gary. No, I'll yeah. 5k. 5k, mate. Cool. Um, you need to get every 5,000 apparently. Uh, so it's just a way to try and keep our running costs. Like I said, we've got a premises. There is cost in keeping it viable on the, the many networks. And it does take up time. So we had some dead. We've got a good, we've got a good core of listeners aye, aye. who have been very good to us when we've opened up a Patreon. Just asking for anything. So we've kind of cut our content. So we had what are we on kind of ninety two. Yeah. Ninety two episodes. So what we did was just example. We just archived fifty of them and said, right, a pound donation. You can have, you can access all the old stuff. Um, was it two two quid gets early access? Yep. Twenty four hour early access. Um, we always try and do an extra twenty minutes for people who pay three quid, and then five quid we'll try and. What do we do? Do we go and actually visit people and give them hugs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be you three boys just turning up knock knock. You know. Here come the papas. Yeah. <laughs> almost always a variety as well. So, but no, um, it's the, the best thing about it is to say, uh, when we first did it, you just were like, "Do I come and hang out?" Uh, you didn't quite tell me that you were roping me into doing something until I got there. But that is that's the key thing. It's like. Doing, you, you said you do it, was it one of your pals you do it with? Mm. I think that's, that is definitely key, is one, you enjoy the, the content you're going to do, and secondly, you enjoy being around the people you're doing it with, because otherwise it's going to be shit, you aren't going to bounce off each other, and you are going to get to a point where you go, I'm kind of bored in this anymore. I oh, know, we, we, we still get to that point, yeah. Like, the, the, in between is the, uh, if you just put that there you go. So, so um, does anybody use Slack? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, We've actually looked at setting up a second podcast, which is basically just us reading out the Slack conversations that we have, <laughs> which uh, are some of the most, there's a guy that, that came to work with us for a little while and he's just left us because the, uh, he's got a job at the BBC, which we're very proud of. Uh, but when he joined us, he was, for the first few weeks, he was dead quiet because we were all working remotely and he was just in the Slack chat and he didn't know if we didn't like each other or <laughs> part of the process. Um, and the thing, it, it just kind of would swing as well, and it would just kind of like, just become the most vile and abusive things we could put out. It's just like, so, have, have you done that? You know, it's just simple requests. And, uh, and then it would swing completely the other way as well. Uh, but I, I think that that's part of when, when you, I suppose it's like a marriage. You know, it is like a marriage when you work with somebody, but also, the, the podcast itself, and I, I wrote a blog uh, on this a while back, and, and I said, you know, you've got to be married to a podcast, you've got to make that commitment, and, you know, it's similar in many ways in that, you know, you stop doing things that you normally liked, and you don't necessarily always have a good time with that person, but you've made a, a commitment to them for, for a long term, and that means that you're going to be there on certain occasions, you're going to remember certain things, and, and, you, and you put that effort in, and th that's important, and as you say, but it's much easier if it's with somebody that you have a connection with in the beginning or, or, or enjoy spending time with. I'll, I'll just add, um, see if you've decided to make a podcast, 
make something that you'd enjoy yourself. Go, this is the podcast I would seek out, this is the podcast I would listen to. And the chances are, somebody else will love it. Somebody else will send you a message and go, I really like what you did there. Uh, this, this helped me out when I was painting my fence. You know, you've got a lot of weird stuff, you know, it's on a spectrum. You know, it kind of, when I was in hospital with my gamey leg, usually get me through there for six years. Um, <laughs> um, if you're going to make something, make something that you go, do you know what, I would listen to that, I would give that a go. Don't try and make it uh, because you think it will get numbers. Uh, don't try and make, the, 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 we were talking about this earlier with Andrew, it's a very cynical world in the American world po- podcasting where it's all seven ways to make your first million, uh, six degrees to get the best kids in the world, it's all sort of listed and kind of help yourself, whereas the UK and European con- content, the, the Irish content, is a lot more creative and it is stuff that is a little bit more, more niche, but you get the idea that the people creating it actually enjoy what they've put out, rather than having to have a, a really sordid shower because they've just <laughs> taken a lot of money off of needy people. Um, <laughs> nine ways to write a book. Um, you'll be able to download that uh, for $15. Just be wary of what your, what your content is and make sure you enjoy it yourself and, and somebody else will get a kick out of um, so I've got a couple of really boring things. So obviously, once you all get into podcasting, the first thing that will come to mind is, well, how many people are listening? Um, and the number will be lower than you expect it to be, unfortunately. So I've, I've <laughs> unfortunately, that's just a fact. So. <laughs> I think for me it's important to, to go in with your eyes open and know what to expect. <laughs> so I have I have some statistics that I'm gonna tell you whether you want to hear them or not. Honestly the, the average number of lessons per episode is 142. So if you get 142 downloads on your episode, you're half better than every other podcast that's ever been. Ever. Ever. <laughs> um, for getting advertising, the figure that advertisers look for is 5,000 downloads per episode in the first month. And they reckon about 7.3% of podcasts will ever get that. Um, is there a way they can check that? There is. There is. Um, I can't check, sir. I'm just trying to make sure time. everybody's not getting enough downloads to get <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 4,998. I'll be next month. If, if you can get up to 20,000 downloads an episode, you're in the top 2% of episodes all time. The point is not to, to put you off. <laughs> the point is that. The relationship that you build with your listeners is not, it's not a wide net, it's a deep net. And, and the people that love you will bother you every day, but it's brilliant. It's so good when somebody, I mean, we have listeners that are mental and they <laughs> try and tell us jokes that it's frankly would have been embarrassing 20 years ago. <laughs> but the fact that they are taking the time because they feel that we are part of their life is, makes it worthwhile. Um, but I realise it's also a bit of a downer. I'm really sorry. Um, but on the other hand, I have three uh, websites that you should look at um, and mention before libsyn.com. Um, 
There are other podcast hosts, but I, I certainly wouldn't look at any other ones, um, purely because their stats are real and their support is second to none. If you have any problems at all with your hosting package, yeah. they've, they've always been brilliant. Uh, you speak to a person that you can get to know through their podcast. So if you are looking for a podcast host, that would be the first place I'd look. Just, just to give you an idea of cost, um, $5 a month is your basic package for something like Libsyn. That's pretty, pretty standard across the mall, which equates to a, a, a decent coffee, you know, one coffee a month. That's, I mean, between three of you, yeah. it depends who buys the coffee. But the, uh, <laughs> you can do it other ways. Uh, Buzzsprout are one of the few that actually offer a free package. A Buzzsprout offer you, it limits how much you can upload though. So you can only upload two hours a month, and then that content disappears after 90 days. But it's still free. So, so when you say, I can't afford that coffee, there's still a way to do it. You know, and so, and in terms of the archive, it just means that people won't access it. You've still got the audio you recorded, it just, their hosting version of it isn't there. So it limits two hours a month, which is a half hour episode a week. Uh, and you can do that for free for three months. That's one way of doing it, and, and they're pretty good as well. Um, the next thing I would look at is a, a bit of software called Audacity. Yeah. Um, that's free, that's yep. and it's, that allows you to record and edit a bit more technical than, than recording on a phone would be. It's probably the next step up, um, but it's nice and free, and you can do a lot of stuff with it. Um, the other thing you might want to look at once you've got your podcast going is a thing called headliner.app. Um, it's really great for Facebook and Twitter. You can take a two-minute segment of audio and make a little animation out of it. You might have seen them, the little sound waves. Um, again, that's something that's free to do and really helps you take a little clip of audio and get it out on social media a bit better than saying, come and download the whole thing. Um, the, the so, last, okay, what was that one again? Uh, Headliner.app. Um, the last embarrassing thing I'm going to say before I shut up is that something that I really love about podcasts is that the, the gatekeepers aren't there. And what it's meant is that basically the barriers for women getting involved are gone. Um, and I think that's something that's really, really special about podcasting. Um, so the quality of podcasts across the board is a lot better than almost any other media. Um, and the silence, I know it's a weird thing for me to say, but I, th I think it's something really great about Sorry, it. Just to say, um, on the left side pod, I've written Instagram really badly. This is my real hand right here. This is what I'm showing. So on the left side pod, if you go to Instagram there, um, all the stuff we've got on there is examples of uh, what it says for headlining. So we take little under 60 second clips of the show and we put it through this and it puts cool. your pictures and video to it. It's a really great way to share your content on yeah, social media. It, 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 just, just one last thing we'll see is, is see, see when I'm sort of working as a comic and doing the, the podcasting, see through the podcasting and other versions of social media, there's something about the podcasting that ups the level of engagement that other things, that, like, if you're doing it properly, a good podcast, whether you're selling something, whether you're just talking to your mates and storytelling, see if you can tell it in an authentic believable way, these people will engage with you out in the blue. You, you will not know where they came from. They, they will get in touch. If you ask for things like, just even if it's sharing your stuff, something that you want to get out there, they, they will help you in ways that you never believed a customer or a listener or, or just any, you know, the, the way you, you, it, it goes over, see once you've got them listening, 
it goes over and above any kind of expectation you had. And it, it, as, a, as a, a great thing to be a part of, if you are going to think, do you know what, I've got a wee side business, I'd quite like to do it. Do it, because you're never, you're never going to get a level of engagement the, the way through an email or anything like that. If you can put them in with the podcasting initially, for your passion, your business, or your story, you will get them and you will keep them. You can go away for a couple of months and come back, we'll still be there, because you become a part of their day. You become a part of their routine. You release it on a Tuesday, they know that's where they're going to download it. If you think about it, just I, I, I really, really recommend it. You'll get a lot out of it. And, it, and it's, a, it's a community that, that shares. Um, you know, there's sort of other podcasts that will start retweeting our stuff. I've never heard of them. We'll, we'll do the same, we'll start sort of retweeting and sharing their stuff because they do realise that as part of a new media and you, even if I'm the one yeah, someday that I know might be in there. So there is a good sharing and an organic sort of widespread. Um, but the, but the, what's the worst thing that can happen? Three people listen to it and then, then you, let the, you let the subscription run out. It's, if you think about it, give it a bash. Thank you, thank you. Good stuff. Uh, all right, so any, uh, do we have any questions for the trampled bets? What was the first app? Oh, sorry, yes, Libsyn. So it's L-I-B-S-Y-N. It's Liberated Syndication. Catching. <laughs> <laughs> any other queries for the lads? Right. Right. We covered uh, everything. What's your thoughts on Oh, we've, ne- we've never used Anchor. Have you, Anne? Yeah, so, um, so Anchor is a uh, something that if anybody follows Gary Vaynerchuk, you would have seen Gary doing uh, Gary V going, Oh, Anchor is this amazing thing, and you just get your phone, and you press, and oh my god, that's amazing. And uh, obviously, they've paid a lot for that. Um, but it, it pretty much is. And so, anchor.fm is the app. And the idea behind it is very simple, podcast recording, you record it, you put it up. There's been a lot of suspicion about it. Um, How do you in mean? In terms of, people have thought, well, you can do it, it's free, but the rumour has been that they own your content. Ah. So, you know. Okay, okay. What they actually do is they, they do everything like they sync it to Apple for you. So, to get your Apple statistics, that, you've just got to go through them for it. Um, I... Spoke at Podcast Movement in Philadelphia this year, which is the biggest podcast conference in the world. And uh, the CEO from Anchor has been quite involved with that community and recently did a QA. I've not met him, but asked a few questions, and these questions were put to him. And those rumors are just rumors. So it is a way of doing it. Uh, it does make it a lot more complicated, but again, it's another way of doing it for free. So you upload it, it goes through the app, but just it's a really nice way of doing it. The, the problem is, as you said earlier, about people not listening to podcasts, you know, people not making podcasts. There's, 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 there's a yeah. 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 The, the, See, the, the, worst thing they could, the worst thing they did about podcasts was calling them podcasts. <laughs> yeah. See, that, that was the worst thing. The podcasts. What would you call them? Anything would have been better. See, 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 calling it something new in something uh, Silicon Tech Valley. Like, I've, I've got friends that I went to school with, 30, 40 years old. They're sitting, they've, they don't have to open a gambling account. They can't press download on a podcast that would maybe. 
maybe off. Like the people, the, the podcast that you start to like, you, you know, you go, you feel part of that community that you're listening to. It'll be yours. But the amount of times in a week you'll hear, oh, podcast, that sounds off in, hmm, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it was, it was, do you know, I kind of, you know, like trying to watch a granda use teletext, you know, like, oh, and then it's the free and the old and the new and the oh, trying to buy a holiday. And isn't this complicated thing? But see, trying to get it over to people going, do you know what? It's already on your phone. It's for nothing. Yeah. It'll probably change the way you consume media forever. You interested? Yeah, I like that podcast. What's that? So that's, you're up against that apron. But see the people that are on the other side of the apron, they're really passionate and love, and love the, whole, the whole community side of it. Um, well, I, th- I think the whole language around it is very um, unintentionally creates a barrier. So uh, one of the things we, we encounter, particularly in this country, is you say, well, subscribe to my podcast. I'm not paying for that. Yeah? <laughs> that people do that because they have a subscription and things it means money. Uh, the other thing we get is uh, podcast, I don't have an Apple. I don't have an Apple. Um, the interesting thing about that was actually so the podcast became as a almost as a knock-on effect of the RSS feed, which is whenever you've got an update on your computer, says, oh, there's a new update. And somebody realised you could serialise audio this way, and that's how it came about. So they were invented in 2003, and then in 2004, Apple invented them. Um, and that's, that's why they became podcasts. And uh, yeah, it, it is a terrible name, but we're moving to a situation now which we're getting past those barriers. Anybody that's bought a car or hired a car in the last 18 months, it's probably got inbuilt uh, Android Auto or Apple Airplay. So when you get in, you push the thing, it's there on the screen, you can do it. It's still not quite there because it's still easier to turn the radio on, but it's getting closer. The thing that's really changing it is Alexa and, and Spotify. Um, because now people are listening to podcasts and they're not realizing that they're listening to podcasts. Because let's be honest, for, for normal people, like, that's. Some normal people may be in this room, you know, <laughs> if I can use that word. Um, it, you can't tell the difference, it's just audio. Literally, as I said in my thing, it's just words and sounds that are put out onto the internet for people to listen to. And so really, if it's done well, and in some cases if it's done badly, you can't tell the difference between some of the radio stations that you listen to. And that's, I think that's a brilliant place for us to move to. It's a brilliant space for us to, to move towards, and it's getting there. Um, if I, if I can just go back to some of the things with the figures that you put there. Um, what Gary was talking about was the figures when you go with platforms, you need 5,000, you need 10,000. That is to benefit from the preloaded adverts that they have, that they drop in, which you maybe get a small percentage of. So once you get to those 5,000, it doesn't mean you get 500 quid an episode, you maybe get 10 pounds an episode. Um, and that's based on this thing that they use in media called um, cost per million and that's based on the audience, which is a hangover from radio. But very few podcasts get over a million listeners, and yet they still use this thing, and there's a lot of hangover from radio. And you don't need to have that. One of the podcasts I produce, uh, it's a martial arts interview podcast, just two guys talking, very niche audience. We're lucky if we get 300 listeners in the first week. I sold the sponsor of that, because I went to somebody directly. I went to a martial arts supplier, and uh, I sold the sponsor for that. And I undersold it, but still made enough money to pay the one and cover the costs. And 
went back to them almost a bit ashamed that I charged in like 50 quid an episode. And I've never met anybody so excited. And he tripled his sales for the three months that he sponsored us. So that's, mm -hmm. that's 300 people yeah. tuned in. Exactly. The, 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 you can look at it like that. You, yeah. you, you could put that martial arts uh, podcast. See, see, if you, see if you put that martial arts podcast uh, prime time on the X Factor, you're not going to get 300 people that are tuned in to, to martial arts. If you are doing something, <coughs> and is there anybody here from the, from the gym, from Broadwinds? No, unfortunately no. we don't have a representative from Broadwinds. See, see something like that. See, see if you're coming, see if you're coming like Broadwinds. You're putting out an episode every month of how brilliant Jen is. <laughs> and you've got somebody else in going, you've got a... Uh, Somebody with Jojo going, Jojo, you've got your book out, want to drink some gin? And Jojo goes, this gin's delicious. That's a 30 minute advert. And the people that are listening to that are Jojo's audience, it's a gin drinker, everyone's a winner. You cannot buy advertising that specific for a company. And 300, 300 people, everybody's running about with new karate suits. Everybody's happy. You can buy from and say we want 150 quid an episode. The, the, the interesting thing about that as well, that there's studies that we've done in America and over here as well, and some research, the statistics, they found that the engagement level with podcasts is so much higher. So when they say to people, you know, they've watched a TV show, they've watched a film, they've listened to a radio show, they've listened to a podcast, and there's some products that have been put in it, the retention and the engagement far outweighs everything else when you look at podcasts. People are so engaged. A lot of the actual promotions are done by the host themselves. They call uh, host red uh, sponsors and engagement, and uh, the, the people are more likely to do something that a podcast host does than when they see it in an ad break. For because because literally, what happens? Like, let's be honest. When, if you're watching X Factor, you know you're watching X Factor. When it comes to the break, what do you do? Do you sit down and watch all the adverts like this? Or do you go to the toilet? Do you put the kettle on? Do you throw yeah, something? Yeah. Text your friend. Yeah, that's, that's what we do. And it's the same. Do you learn to switch off? There's, there's a different level with it. And the engagement's very high. And interestingly, though, video's been a big thing, but what we've seen recently as well is video engagement has dropped massively. And YouTube are having a little bit of a panic about this because um, the average engagement for a podcast has gone up, or the average engagement for a video has gone down. Now, videos, very few people watch more than one minute of a video. Whereas people, anyone listen to Joe Rogan? Yeah. Like a quick show from Joe Rogan is three hours, right? And he'll go on for long days. Yeah. There's also this a basketball show in America which just talks about obscure basketball players that only maybe paid made one or two appearances. These guys do it, produce 28 hours of audio a week. Right? What? 28 hours. Each episode is five or six hours long. And they get 7,000 listeners, right? 7,000 listeners to every show, and they make a lot of money because it's so niche and so international. You're targeting into that. Um, going back the other way, though, when you said about like the average audience having 140 people, anybody got married in this room? Okay. No, I don't mean that you get married here. <laughs> Weird. Um, anybody who's been married, right? Okay, so how many people did you have at your wedding? The first one or the second one? Put them together. Very few of the same one. Okay, so how many in total for both of them? Do you want to 
200. 200, all right. So 200 people. I know to have somebody at your wedding, you've really got to like them and be pressured into having them there, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so if you think about that, you know, uh, and I mean, how many times have you done stand-up gigs with 200 people in the room? Yeah. Oh, the, the, we, we, do the, we do the figures, um, like, see, see if we do a podcast, we, we do it as a weekly figure. See if we get four figures, Wednesday to Wednesday, we do a thousand downloads that week, rather than people can and talk about back episodes. I would, I would need a gig, a big club, four nights a week to get to a thousand. And, and, and I don't know, I, you need to play four times 250, which is a, a, a decent sized comedy club if they're doing it right. Um, and the, the, the numbers for the podcasting, you can't get messages, you can't get jokes, you can't get stuff out to a much wider, more invested audience than you can in a comedy club where they've got their, their face and a chicken dinner and they're learning what's night out. Um, if, if you want to build an audience, the podcast is, is the easier way. Because I'll be honest with you, if, if people go to a comedy club, they go, oh, I like the guy with the hat, um, I like the girl with the face, um, and the whole thing is like, no, people do not remember, they do not associate, they do not invest in the way that they do with this medium. Mm. So I had a divorce lawyer, just a little twist. It was her seventh year wedding anniversary in September, so I was like, what am I going to do for the podcast? I'll get a divorce lawyer on for the seventh year itch, we're still together. <laughs> but I thought, just do kind of tips for people that the marriage has gone stale, and I would talk openly on the podcast about times that I wanted to kill my husband. And um, I've had calls, and I've had messages saying, I need to speak to that divorce lawyer, because they were so good. It was an, I think we did... 40 minute chat and then a karaoke song at the end and she was like, can we actually do two? We did, um, um, when the sun shines we shine together and uh, took it all fun to get out to the end and I, I started rapping, uh, but if you can't keep your old, get Debbie the divorce lawyer, she'll sort you and she's like, yay! And see just showing her fun side because a lot of people are scared of divorce lawyers because they think they're going to be really stuffy and just Debbie saying, like, we're going to have this really real raw topic about marriage and then we're going to blast Umbrella. She's really had engagement. People want her to be a divorce lawyer. Um, because I, I trusted her. I actually said, Debbie, if I get divorced, you're my girl. <laughs> I'm not on any commission, but people call her message. I am seriously saying, you want her details? Yeah, I recommend her. Because... I mean, it's powerful. A podcast, whether it's a 10-minute conversation or 45-minute, you can get a lot out of that. And if your listeners are engaged and they trust you, I never thought I was going to be selling divorce lawyers. But if people are struggling in the relationship, why not send them to a good one? Someone that's willing to let their hair down and sing about karaoke. And they, at the end of the day, people want authenticity. They want... I, it, it prevents that. Like, it, a lot, of, a lot of the stuff, like, see, see Radio Scotland, uh, half past ten on a Tuesday morning, you say, okay, we've got a divorce lawyer coming up, and it's the prescribed questions, and then it's the serious answers. If, if Jojo's got them on, they don't feel that same, right, I need to be very particular, they'll go, I had this one client, and then this happened, and it was a disaster, and they're a bit looser, <laughs> and it's a bit more authentic, and it doesn't feel as serious or agenda-driven. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. I think as well, just, just to throw on there, the, one of the reasons comes back nicely from what you were talking about and also what you were saying about people at the chicken dinner, one of the reasons why podcasts have such great engagement with people is, you know, anybody in here that listens to podcasts 
Where do you listen to the podcast? Work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Uh, project manager. Okay, right. so, so people tend to listen to the, I'm guessing, in the gym, in the car, walking the dog, right? uh, mostly when you're on your own. Yeah, and you, you have that you have that engagement level and you have that connection. And I, I, I mean, probably you guys can talk about this as well. When you meet people that have listened to you, there's this weird thing because they they are your friends because they know you. And that, that, but that's why you have that level of engagement. Um, yeah, when someone comes up to you and tries to do an in-joke about a podcast you did a year and a half ago and they look at you so expectantly for you to be like, ah, episode 62, <laughs> and you're just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But like, on the other side, we had a, a girl that made knitted dolls of us all, and we were terrified, <laughs> but she's actually really lovely. <laughs> right. Yeah, that she's inside. Yeah. Um, John, John actually complained about his and asked for a second one to be made. <laughs> Did she not get your beard right? She That's didn't. exactly it. No, I can't remember what my complaint was. Was it the beard? It was that you didn't have a beard. But then she decided to add a bag of cocaine <laughs> and a bag tab to it. Was that, was that what happened next? Aye, that was what happened next. No, the, the, one, the one thing I've learned, sorry... The one thing, one thing I learned was uh, I never used to listen back. Aye. I used to hate, it was coming when you said the end of it, the sound of your own voice. I never listened back for the first 50, 60 episodes. And that was something I think both of you were on at me going, you, yeah, need, you need the to sound of your voice as yeah, well. Uh, just things like how far away I was from the mic, never picked up because I just refused to listen. Leading away when laughing because of just the sound in my ear when I heard it. It was horrifying. So you do have a horrible laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be the one thing I would do if you're going to start is make, listen to yourself back. It's horrible the first couple of times, but you will get so much out of it just from where you need to sit, how you need to use your voice, just being comfortable enough when you need to communicate properly, and just because we do a lot of things where I'll go, Conroy always sits here, and I will lean away and talk to him, and then when I listen to the call, I go, fuck, I couldn't hear anything that I was saying there. It's fine with you, because you're straight ahead of me, but it is just little things like, like just concentrate, because, to be honest, because we're now on Patreon, <laughs> there's people who are actually giving us some decent money, and I'm like, going, right, I, I, I can't be putting out shit content, and I can't be turning away and losing my sound and doing this, and just not talking to you, and not worrying about the person that's on the other end. Um, but, no. The reason I listen to podcasts and work is because Joe Rogan's the main one I listen to, so I've given nine hours of podcasts a day and you catch up on, and now your football one's going to probably take some of that, <laughs> and now you do a martial arts one, so I need to add that to the list as well. <laughs> one of the things I have... Was, uh, my mental health is, I need to give myself a check, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I noticed was, where I would, I would always slag advertising on TV, just watching it going, who the fuck would buy something because they've seen it in an advert? And I listen to another podcast, Bill Bart. Bill Bart, and he always advertises these boxers called Me Undies. And he always does his own wee jingle that he makes up. And I'm always laughing, 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 going, just that TV thought, going, who would buy anything that's advertised? And it was my mate that said to me, he goes, you. <laughs> you have like six pairs of those Me Undies. <laughs> I, I, Cafe Nitro, I Nitro and all that, and CBD oil. Mattresses. Every <laughs> podcast be prepared to sell mattresses. <laughs> mattresses are keeping podcasters in food. 
And if you don't like it, send it back a hundred days. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one at home, right? Did you want you want to say something here? Um, just just on just on that. Um, so before I came into podcasting, I did uh, I did commercial radio. I produced at BBC and I did, did my own breakfast show and drive show as well in, in, in England. And um, one of the things we used to do there after we did the show, we would have a, a daily snoop session, and you kind of come through and they pick out. You sort of finish the show, you go out breakfast, then you come back. And they pick out a section of the show and you go back and listen through that and just go, have you targeted that one? And there's a real skill to, to going through that and picking that out. And also there's a real skill that comes to emotionally being able to deal with that. Because it's literally just someone going, you've just done that show, you feel great. Right, that was shit. <laughs> and the, the way they would do it is they would go, they wouldn't say, that was brilliant. They would always go, how do you think that was? Right? And you kind of panic and you kind of go, uh... Yeah, I did this, did this, and then you go, oh no, I forgot to do that, oh, I'm awful, I'm rubbish. Um, and so I learned from that a very important lesson. It is, it is very important to listen back to what you're doing as you're saying, but give yourself a bit of breathing space. Because what happens is, whenever you record something, you get this bit of a high, because um, you're emotionally attached to it. Give it a week, give it a week, give it 10 days, and then come back and listen to it. So if you, want to if you put something out there, you want to listen to it to critique yourself, don't listen to the last show that you did, listen to a show that you did last month. Because you're far away enough from it to, your ego's not affected, you can actually look at it and kind of go objectively. And there'll be stuff, and the amazing thing is, um, so Jim and I did the show with, um, we, we had this incredible experience where, um, when we started doing the show, we were like, we're going to do a show that's about football, it's not going to be like Match of the Day, it's just going to take the piss and be funny. And then on our fifth show, they had the Paris attacks. And one of the things that happened in Paris was there was an explosion outside the football game. There was a big game between uh, France and yeah. Germany. And there was people killed outside the ground, and one of the family of one of the footballers was killed as well. And we were like, how? You know, we're set up to do a show, a topical show about big football stories, and, but there's nothing funny about that. Mm. How, how do we do that? And so we, uh, we just ignored it. We, just, we, we weren't confident enough. We just didn't approach the subject. We just didn't do it. We li all we did was we changed the logo of the show that week to the French trickle up. That's all we did, like a lot of people did the French And then we learned from that. We learned a lesson. And we like, so we refined how we were going to do stuff. And um, I'm born and bred in Manchester. And, and Jim and I do the show. We moved to Manchester. We both love the city. And last year, as, as I'm sure you all know, we had the bomb at the arena. I'm, I'm going to the arena on Friday for the first time since it happened. And um, it really affected us. It really affected us. And, um, but when that happened, we, uh, we were more confident in what we were doing. And again, it was an involvement with football. Uh, so there being, no, nobody was directly involved, but the uh, two big clubs in Manchester donated a million pounds straight away to the families to help them deal with it. And also one of the stadiums at Manchester City was used as everybody was sent there. So if you were worried about somebody, that's where you went. And that was used as a, to, to coordinate bringing people back together because there was so much confusion and a lot of disaster. And um, we used the audio from that and that's what got us a nomination last year for an award. And when we listened back to that audio, we cried. 
And we, we made this audio ourselves, we'd done that. Uh, but it brought back the emotion of, of what happened at that time. Um, and also, we, we, we were both very proud of how we'd done it, and we'd done it quite well. You know? And the thing is, you forget what you've done, like you said, and somebody comes in and yeah. goes, ah, that joke in episode 60. You forget what we've done. You forget what you've done, and you put so much stuff out there. It's, but the amazing thing about it is now, is when, when you meet somebody, I mean, how, how many people here um, have always wanted to write a book? Yeah? Okay, how many people have written a book? <laughs> yeah? But, but, but here's, here's the thing, like, what happens if, if, if one day you, you meet somebody and go, oh, you're not, I'd love to read your book, and you go, I haven't written it yet. Whereas now you meet somebody and go, oh, that sounds great, I'd love to listen to it, you go, well, here, here's the link, yeah. listen to 200 episodes. You know, and that's, that's the power that you've got. And you mentioned gatekeepers a couple of times, right? To do what we, we all do here now, all of us, on what we did tonight, to do that even 15 years ago, you needed, you know, seven people, you needed a studio, you needed an ISDN line, you needed all this equipment that was, that was beyond it. We, we can do it with a phone now. You know, those gatekeepers are gone. Like, you use that word, it's a brilliant word, and people don't fully appreciate what that means. You know, those gatekeepers stop you from doing things, but those gatekeepers aren't there now. The only person stopping you from doing it is yourself. And I'll tell you something else. There are a lot of people that I've worked with that have no awareness, no self-awareness of how bad they are. Right? <laughs> Honestly, they have no, and these are some of the most successful people in the world because they don't realise they're bad. Now, there's a lot of people in here who are probably very, very talented, but they're very self-aware. And that self-awareness holds them back. And you go, it's not perfect. it needs to be better, it needs to be better. Mm-hmm. And yet you'll get and I've worked at some of the biggest radio stations in the in the country. I've, I've worked on a couple of film productions as well, and I have met people where the lights aren't even on. Yeah? Mm-hmm. There's nobody home, there's no power, and yet they're making more money than all of us in this room have made together in, yeah. in this year. Yeah? And the reason for that is they don't have the awareness to not believe your own bullshit. <laughs> and that's, so, so, honestly... Is, it, is that still one of speech? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so, so the things that not only that hold you back, the people that succeed with it, they, they, they don't let that hold that back. So yeah, just, uh, just get out there and do it. Give everyone a hug. Thank you very much. Sing a song. I know. Uh, you could do. Why not? Why not? I, I think I've sang enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want to hear me sing a hell of a lot more, you can hook up there. Uh, Mummy Jojo and Captain Mojo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it's been really good to be here tonight and um, give me a high five. But I, I hope it's been of inspiration. And um, I'm certainly going to be emailing all these guys with a shitload of questions tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god. That's a rugby! You're gonna be rugby! I know it's not a second in the call, but um, I mean I mean first of all, I love the titles you come up with, yeah? Right. So you did one with Steve and it was um, was it straight out of Linwood or something like that? Straight out of Linwood, yeah? yeah. But you had one ages ago which was um, was it uh, pterodactyl's got a silent P or something? <laughs> yeah. And, I, um, I, and, and I'm, I like every time I tune in, I always think it's always something that's been mentioned in the ah, podcast. That's my question. Like, How the hell are all these titles coming out? Like, this, this week's episode was called The Seeker Boss Spacey Effect. Um, because we were talking about films, and I mentioned that I can't. Uh, movies that I've loved in the past, John mentioned seven, and I'm like, ah, Kevin Spacey's wasted that for me. <laughs> And then the Seeker Bros drummer got into a bit of bother and direct uh, the Seeker Bros drummer got into a bother and part of the I'm going to the Me Too campaign <laughs> in America done something he shouldn't have so I can no longer enjoy the music of Seeker Bros um, a whale majestically striking out in the water soundtracked by a Scandinavian orchestra is finished for me so every time somebody gets any trouble in the news, I'm now referring to it as the Seeker Boss Spacey Effect. Um, just when something beautiful has been taken away. And, and every, every episode title has so, been mentioned. So where, is this? where did Straight Out of Linwood come from? Because I watched it and I listened to it and I thought... That was, that, that was John, John talking about uh, how when he lived in Linwood, <laughs> uh, everybody referred to one another as their, Some, their surname. So there's a oh. section on there, um, straight out of London. That was the the the, um, the B boy crew that was part of in London. <laughs> I think the the episode title is probably the the last thing that's done just before it's uploaded. So at the moment, you know, we record on a Sunday. Uh, I edit on a Tuesday. And once I've edited the podcast, I jot down a few of what I think are the standout sentences or lines, and then. Either I just pick one and force always, it on them. Always just pick or one. Or occasionally, I'll, occasionally I'll let them have a bit of input. But um, I, I would be really interested to know how you would describe our podcast to everybody else. Your podcast? Yeah. Mental. I just think it's mental. I, I love listening to it in the car. So I, I always ask you where you listen to it. I always listen to it in the car because if I'm going to meetings and stuff like that, I end up coming out of the car laughing my head off and I go to the meeting and agree with them because they're just mental. But that, that's lovely, but you know how every week when we ask people to get in touch? <laughs> you know how every episode when we, we say, don't be shy and get in touch with us? Where's your emails been? I'm going to get a photo and then I'm going to blast those. 
As a listener, you know how, how needy Gary is. <laughs> you, 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 you can't use a bit of love and affection. Never do this. Nick, come up here, come up here, come up here for your hug. You don't the hug, the door to wear hug. This is it, Nick. This is it. Get up here. Get up here. Boys, get in there. Give him, give him some juice. That's what I do. Dream. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, now, listen, by the way, I'm going to end this one. This is the case that people live engagement. This is what look like, you know, people are taking that and going on stage. Let's make it. So, any other questions? <laughs> I don't know if we can top that one, but uh, yeah. Anything? Anything? No? I do have one question. Oh, I. Uh, initially, it was two. Uh, initially, it was two words. That um, see, we'd seen the Google searches, uh, trampled bark. So this was maybe nine years ago. So we thought, so what, comedy nights are bad for having a fox or a squirrel or a dog in the title. <laughs> see if you see a comedy night, it's always kind of the cheeky monkey or the squirrel's handbag. It's always. <laughs> It's always something, something like that. So we thought that would be ungoogleable. You know, if you type that in, see, see, so as you're typing in trampled bee, it comes up a man called trampled by turtles, and then self-populates the trampled bat. So as soon as we can get Google to self-populate, and then the reason Gary picked the colour scheme of yellow and black, when you look at the the tiles on iTunes as it was a type, nobody's using yellow and black, so it stuck out a wee bit. But then maybe I like I go on and check. Um, I go on and check the just mentions on Twitter. So you just type in Trumple Bat and search. And maybe about two years ago, there was a reference to a piece of the human anatomy um, using the phrase Trumple Bat through a Witherspoon's account. I'll let you go on and have a look yourself. <laughs> it makes me cry a little every day. Um, but we're, we're kind of stuck with name. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have called it, called it that. It you would have called it the Chris Conroy show. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? Do you think that would have been right to call it the Chris Conroy show? <laughs> you jumped in there. Um, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to get right the name and the branding and everything. But once you do it, um, would you see your stuff there, Gary? Yeah, I think that the, in order for it to have a discoverable podcast, you really want what you do to be in your name. Uh, we didn't know that, or I didn't know that at the time. I thought it was just like a kind of band name, and you know, mm. it means what was nothing. The name of your band, Gary. I'm, I'm guessing. What was the, uh, the name of my band in school was Locker Thirty. Uh, Locker West, Thirty. Western Berkshire's premier rap metal outfit. Rap metal. <laughs> <laughs> CDs available. No. No. Cassettes. Yeah. Um, so. It, it was a mixture thing. It, it's not done us any harm, um, and we're, we're kind of stuck with it. Uh, but no, don't, don't get too stuck. I mean, um, as Gary says, as long as if it, it, see if you're going to make a cookery one, make it cookery with Davy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I mean, don't don't overcomplicate it. Fly in the oven. Okay. All right, folks. Yeah, I think we're going to have to be. Calling it a night, uh, but we're gonna work well. We're just gonna round things up a bit, so you know. Um, yeah. So I'd like to. Uh, yeah. I'd like us to thank our guests. 
of course, you know, I'd like to thank uh, the Lord of Joe Joe Fraser.